episode 278. Well, I have a f- very good friend. She's a, she's a conservative, and we talk about conservative, you know, things, and we share the same values. And one day she's like, hey, you're, you're a unique guy. You're an Asian guy, but it has very conservative values. I'm like, well, naturally, Asians are very conservative. Uh, we don't believe in abortion. Uh, we left, you know, wherever we left. My parents left Vietnam to come here for freedom. So uh, we we have those conservative values, and we believe in conservative, you know, values. And so she's like, hey, uh, would you like to be on the Chat Prater show? I'm like, Chat who? <laughs> <laughs> so right. I was on. He's he's a great guy. Yeah. He's funny. He's a he's a comedian. He's really got some great chops. And uh, well, your your show uh, devolved very quickly to talking about uh, well, what was the theme of the show? Well, th- th- there's two themes. The first theme is white men don't have any balls. Stop there. I will come over and kick your ass. <laughs> what do you mean, white men don't have balls? Well, if you follow politics, uh, the 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 whole narrative is. Pretty anti-establishment, anti-white society, anti-white culture. The the culture that we have, the the American culture. Uh, white men should be able to defend that. I mean, there is no shame in protecting your values. Yeah, but don't you know that all white men have uh, white cone hats with letters KKK, and they have these robes, and they burn crosses in people's yards? Don't you know we do that every single night? I mean, that's part of uh, being a white man in this country. you got to have your KKK card. Don't you know that everybody's racist in this country? Haven't you heard? Didn't you get the memo from Joe Biden and Kamala? I mean, come on, man. Well, why don't you, if if you're one of them, and then that's your problem. I I don't like racist people. But if you're not, why don't you stand up and fight for it? Yeah, why? but how do we do that? I mean, well, here well, I am. I got you on the okay, show right let, now. Let's you say I'm me. a guy that, that... How do we know the, you're a guy? Okay, uh, let's, let's assume you're I'm... You're kind of cute for a dude. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't go that route, but, you know, you're welcome to check me out. No, no, no thank you. I got my boxing... Hold on. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but here's my thing. Okay, let's say you're not a racist. And I don't think you're a racist. Okay. Okay. If someone comes up to you, and usually it's a white person that's going to accuse you of being a racist. It's, it's Mainly it's not a, a person of color or a black guy that's going to do it. It usually is a white liberal that's going to, in your face, tell you that you're a racist. Why don't you have the balls to stand up and say, I'm a racist? Prove it. <laughs> See, white people don't have the balls to do that. You just walk away, and that's the problem. Well, what did Chad say when you accused him of being nutless wonder? How well, did he, he handled that. He's a funny guy. He laughed, and he he actually agreed with me. So I, I'm surprised that he, uh, you know, that he well, agreed. Did with he me. have any remedies? Did he have any suggestions on uh, how we could solve it? Because I mean, there are some of us. I mean, I've gone to uh, school board meetings, and I have engaged. I mean, you, you have to be careful because. In heated situations like that, words can transfer into physical actions very well, quickly. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to do that, and I do not like any physical confrontation. But it's about time that you actually confront people for accuse you of something. My question is, how do you do that though? Because when you go on Facebook, it seems like these guys roam around in wolf packs, 
and there'll be one conservative and they'll say something, you know, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be tearing down monuments. And then your next thing you know, 500 people have made some of the nastiest comments you can well, imagine. Well, they threaten to go knock on your front door. They threaten your family, your wife, your kids. I mean, they're out of control. Well, it's about time they stand up. It's about time that you stand up and say, hey, I don't like mob mentality. You have the freedom of speech. Maybe we should what? be off Facebook altogether then. No, the, the, Maybe Facebook that, enables these morons to be brave. Maybe they're just keyboard commandos that sit around their mom's basement at 6 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Look, I like Facebook. Facebook is okay. But it's about time that you do more than just Facebook. Facebook is freaking armchair warriors. Yeah. I you agree. talk a lot. What what can you do besides Facebook? They're going to shut you down. What are you going to do? We're going to take another commercial break. How about that? Cool. You, you cool with that? Because they pay the bills. Okay. So there's a young lady. Her name is Sheena Snow. She's got a great operation called Ear Technicians. And uh, Sheena Snow, number one at yahoo.com. Sheena Snow, S-N-O-W. Sheena spelled S-H-E-E-N-A one at yahoo.com i just had the earplugs put in if you love to shoot like me um, you have these acoustic earplugs that you put in they fit nicely in your ear you can wear your cowboy hat now you don't have to wear the big goofy things she even has bluetooth and they're around 70 to 90 dollars depending on what accoutrement you get and you can even get bluetooth and they'll crack it on up to 250 bucks so back with you i'm i'm just curious though you know you talk about standing up to them but uh, you can't stand up to them in your corporation because they run your corporation. You know, they have these uh, diversity meetings that you have to become a part of. And if you don't take them, they'll, they'll fire you. If, if you want to have a diverse opinion on uh, Twitter or Facebook to a lesser extent, they will actually muzzle you. Or they'll put, you know, they'll, they're so-called fact checkers, far left fact checkers that have nothing better to do. Well, you're, so you're telling me there is no legal resource, recourse that you can do if they, they yeah, do well, that to you? Yeah, well, unfortunately, the Congress, in their infinite wisdom, gave them special status. I think it's 230 status. So I think it is. I can't remember exactly. And they are not treated like a newspaper editor. They are not responsible for the content. So I can't go to Zuckerberg and sue his ass for some of the uh, jackassery that goes on on his uh Look, Facebook I'm just page. I'm just telling you how I see it. You gotta find, you gotta have balls to stand up and find a solution to this. If you don't, you're being complacent, and by the by a few years from now, you're gonna lose everything. You're gonna lose your First Amendment totally. And without the First Amendment, this republic is gone. And at least you didn't call it a democracy. Thank you. So you did do. I hear you're a history major. I, I do have a master's in history. Really? And but that you... doesn't mean a thing, <laughs> honestly. I mean, what I pick up is what I learn in life. I've yeah. done a lot of things in my life. And one of them was the Peace Corps. So, Isn't that like a far-left, uh, touchy-feely, feel-good, yeah, uh, go out and save the world? For all honesty, I, I loved it. The, the two best years, years of my life. Really? Yes. What would you do? Well, Peace Corps, the stuff? Peace Corps, yeah. But honestly, I don't want to talk about which year or location because I don't want. What year were you in it? What what location? <laughs> I'm gonna leave that off for now. <laughs> Why? I mean, come on, give us a break. These people want to know. There's like one million people watching you right now. 
watching about what we're talking about white men don't don't have any balls it's not it's not about me so when did this happen when did america start losing their nuthood well i i believe it started in the 60s when things become you were still in vietnam in the 60s well, when did you come over 77 i was born in 67 yeah but what I, I came over in you, 79. You took a cruise ship over, I hear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was exciting. It's... Yeah. Well, we'll I'm going to save that because I think that entire story of how you guys yeah, let's, left. Let, yeah. Let's get yeah. back to white men on it, uh, don't have any balls. Yeah. That's you, one of, one of the white men that don't have any balls. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> a bit. But, uh, so what have you done to show your nuthood? Well, I, I speak up. I mean... I'm a nice guy. My, my How do we know you're a nice I'm, guy? I mean, I'm a nice guy. I respect people. Look, here's, let me tell you a story. Uh, I run into this lady. She's black. Small old lady. Loved her. Always treated, treated me like a grandson. She always had the shirt on. Obama. And the, and the back, you know... Uh, with the African flag and everything. Right. And I'm like, I mean, I don't agree with Obama's policy, but I just love the lady. Right. I'm like, woman, you're standing up for what you believe. You got balls. Mm. You know, I love that. I love that in people. Yeah, but I don't think it takes so many balls to, well, to walk she's around walking, with the Biden hat She's on. walking around. You know, they're not the ones getting the crap beat out of them. It's the ones wearing Trump hats. But still, get, why? Get the crap beat out of them. I know, but why can't you do that? Why can't you be proud enough and say, hey, this is America. It's the First Amendment. I believe in things that I really believe in, and I have the right to do it. Yeah. Even wearing, you know, a freaking shirt that tells, you know, people that that's how I believe. Do, do you feel like the uh, the Vietnamese vote, kind of like the blacks do in America, is a block? Do you think the majority of no, them vote to the left? Asian Asian Americans. Now, when you say Asian, let's qualify that. Okay, let's I got say, no freaking idea when you say Asian. Okay, let's, let's say. We're talking Asian. India, Pakistan. Okay, let's say, let's say Vietnamese Asian. Vietnamese Asians are naturally Republican. When I say Republican, because they believe in the, the conservative values. They left communism to come here for freedom. So how can you ask or tell anyone that it's of Vietnamese descent that they should go liberal or vote for the Dem Democrat par Party. Yeah. You can't. But I get the distinct impression. I haven't seen any of the data to prove it, but I think the Indians from India, not the Native American Indians, I think they tend to vote as a big block for the left. Okay. And I'm confused by that. Well, I think I've, I have some Indian friends, and, and you know, I'm, I do talk about this, and I, I ask them, well, there's, there's one lady that's, She's, she's Indian, but she's, she's a Christian. She's not a Hindu uh, nor Muslim. So, you know, you know each, each Indians come in, you know, different right. cultures, different right. religion. Hindi. Yes. So either a Hindu or Muslim or a Sikh or you, you can be Christian right. as well. Right. But she's a Christian. She's very conservative. And she can't find friends that are, that are conservative. In, within her group of yes. Indians. So in her community, she's an outcast. But see, I, I just feel like sitting down, you know, uh, some prominent Indian in our community and say, why? Well, I, why, why would you 
vote for the crap that you left in India. Why would you come here to America and want to see what you moved from, what you hated, all the regulation, all the lack of freedom? Why would you want to come here and see that replicated? I do not. I'm telling you, Nathan, for the life of me, I don't get it. Well, you should you should find one that you can. Good luck. The, I've asked scores of Indians to come in and interview, and they won't. They won't. They will not. Absolutely well, won't. Well, here's what I like for for each different group in America. I don't like one group to be a voting block for anything. Well, that's that's what gets underneath my skin is the idea. You look at blacks in America; they've been voting as a block since probably. Well, it really began in earnest under uh, FDR in uh, about 1944, where he used the, the work, various work programs to buy off segments of the community. Pennsylvania, for example, was a Republican um, state until, you know, he really bought off all the unions that were working there. And same thing with uh, blacks in the community. He specifically focused on areas where, uh, you know, he could focus a lot of the WPA money and things of that nature. And that's when the blacks came over. I mean, there's a big misconception that something happened and they the big shift or whatever they call that. That never really happened. Well, with, with this election, you see these changes within the black population. Small. Uh, yeah, small, but yes, at least there's a, there's, there's a swing. I believe there's a swing now. Uh, and I've met uh, Colonel Allen West. West, and yeah. you have too, I believe. Yeah, I have. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great conservative. And remember, on Chad's Prather show, I actually mentioned this, and my second... Uh, thing was that black conservatives actually can save this country. When I say they can save this country, because the left has taken this country way to the left. That I think there's a point where we either have to wake up and say, should we allow this narrative by the left to change us in a, in a terrible way? And black conservatives are waking up. I believe they're waking up in sizable number that might have an impact. Right, right. Well, yeah, my concern is at some point we get so far um, from center because this country's always been a center country. It's right. The far sides on either side kind of balance everything yeah. out. And the people in the middle are the knuckleheads that wait till one hour before they, they go to the poll to make up their mind. <laughs> They're gonna, oh, man, that drives me nuts. But uh, I... I don't know. At some point, I'm concerned that it's going to tilt so far to the left. I mean, I'll look what's going on in Texas. People are moving here by, I mean, it looks like a conga line of ants coming from L.A. out there to Amarillo on the interstate. Same thing for Chicago, same thing for New York. It's the same thing. And they're moving here by the gobs. And these knuckleheads, they still vote uh, for Democrats. I do not get it for the life of me. That great big experiment, they own California. They own it. Every seat in the state Senate, they own. There are no conservatives left, and they run that state into the ground. And and how those folks can move here and not see that with a jaundiced eye and say to, myself, say to themselves, I don't want any part of that. I want to keep Texas, Texas. But they don't want to. Well, I, I can't speak uh, for any... Uh person that moves uh, from California to here. But I, I, I do agree that when you come to a state like this, you know, we do have, you know, conservative, you know, values here that we want to protect. And uh, if you're going to move to a place like this, do at least respect us 
in terms of our values. Yeah. I mean, we came from Vietnam. We come here. I'm not asking you to change, you know, uh, your values just to suit me. But isn't that what's going on? Aren't people from Texas being asked to change who they are to suit the people that are moving here? Aren't aren't we told that we need to adopt all these uh, cultural programs from from the Indians or from the Californians or the Chicago guys? I mean, aren't they aren't they not willing to come to us and become Texan as much as they want us to become whatever culture that they come from? And I use India. I could have used any of them. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. New York. I mean, you know. Well, they they do. Once they move here, they do have the right to vote. But then, it, it isn't it your and mine too as well. Is it isn't our job to actually stand up for our values and not be complacent about it? Yeah, but maybe it's the way you grow up. Maybe you grow up and you've got parents that are far left, knucklehead, cuckoo head liberals, and uh, you know your kids never anything, never say anything else. I mean, you know, Christian families tend to raise Christian kids, not Muslim kids. Same thing with the Muslims; they don't tend to. So. I suspect there's a lot of it that comes out of the core representation of the family. Whatever the family is, to some extent, you're going to be like that. Well, let's let's just focus on a few things. I mean, I think even liberals, some liberals will agree with me on this, is that the First Amendment is very important to our way of life. As long as it suits them. Well, like, like I said, if they understand what the First Amendment is all about, it's about your right to speak up things that I don't agree with. Mm. If you and I agree with, so big, what's the big deal with the First Amendment if we both agree? It's about speaking up things that disagree, that you and I disagree, but you have the same respect that, hey, I'm going to allow you to speak. Right. Just like you would allow me to speak, even though you, would, you wouldn't like what I, I'm telling you. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a great psychologist from Canada. He's become world-renowned. Unfortunately, he's become very ill in the last year. Great guy. I think I've listened to hundreds of hours of his lectures on YouTube. Jordan Peterson, if you haven't heard of him. And Jordan says that the First Amendment completes the, the, the process of civil discourse. And he says, this is why. You have a thought. So you think the thought. You speak the thought. And then the thought is judged. If you break any of those three links along the way, it, it has the impact of stifling free speech. Once free speech is stifled, it's like these corporate multicultural training, diversity training programs that they have. They're not teaching me to be diverse in my thought. What they're teaching me is to be so careful with everything I do, I don't even want to open the door for a woman anymore because that woman may not be a woman and, and he, she may be offended or... Uh, they may see it as sexual aggression. Yeah. And I think it's done so incredible much damage to this country. I think it hasn't fixed the relationships between people. I think it's made them worse. I agree. I mean, diversity uh, divides rather than unite. I mean, I want to be assimilated just like I want other people to come here and assimilate. Right. Just like if you go to China, you want to assimilate into that culture. So... And I kept saying this over and over again to people. My dad told me this. The faster you assimilate, the more you assimilate to any place that you go to, the better off you will be. Right. And America is not going 
down that route. We believe in diversity, but we get pushing it to the point where it becomes confrontational. I agree. So, you know, you look at what's going on. Uh, we share a, a local school here. We've had a big issue with this. And, and what I see in the school is instead of treating everybody on the same plane, they set up these silos. And, and matter of fact, they have an, uh, an acronym that is about this long, L-G-B-T-X-Y-Z. You know, I mean, they've got so many letters and each one of those represent a silo that has to be treated differently, that has to be given a different level of respect or understanding. Instead of treating us all as one tribe, as one family, they want to pick these people out and give them special treatment in a lot of cases. I mean, if you look at what's going on at Harvard and Yale right now, if I was an Indian, I'd be apoplectic over what they do, the out-and-out -out racism uh, for admissions into the university. If, if you're uh, uh, black or Hispanic, you can literally make a lower grade on your SAT and get accepted into Harvard and Yale, all right? And how how would they, why would Indians support that for one second? That's what happens when you have this liberal train of thought. Yeah. Those are the unintended consequences. And yet they still vote for these guys. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I can't answer that. mystified by yeah. that. <laughs> I am too. And I, I would like for you for to one day find someone that can actually <laughs> sit down and be honest with you about this. I, I'm pretty open to discussion. Yeah. I'm honest about things, yeah. you know. Uh, but I'm telling you, white men have to stand up for your values. I agree. And these traditional values. But I, I think we are, have to give them a roadmap. Just, Don't we have to give them a roadmap? When you say, it's not as simple as just say, well, you know, stand up and show your balls. I mean, the reality of it is if I go to my corporation and I say, you know, th th this whole thing about Black Lives Matter, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That is the most racist thing I've ever seen in my life. How, how, how in the hell can you agree to that, have that painted uh, uh, within your corporation? on basketball courts, crap like that. I mean, so if I speak up against it, I get pilloried. I may even get fired from my job for it. So you're telling me that there's no, like going back, legal recourse. You can't do anything about that? Lawyers, but if, if there's a good a, lawyer costs $500 an hour. Well, if there's enough people standing up to it, what's going to happen? I, I just don't see, look, uh, you know, when Floyd got killed, I saw tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people coming out. But if a white dude or a Vietnamese dude, they get killed, nobody comes out. No, no buildings get burnt. You know, nobody gets the crap beat out of them. That's that. And and maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's a racial thing. I don't know. Well, but I, Race is a very, very sensitive uh, thing in a, here in America. I'm not talking about whether it's Asian racism or Indian racism, but racism when it comes to black Americans, very sensitive because, because it goes back to the beginning of our founding, right. you know, with uh, slavery. So that is a topic that I don't want to get into. It, it can take, you know, forever to actually uh, even, you know, be, begin a conversation on this. Well, here's what I know for sure. Uh, this new generation, you, you're lucky to keep them for 15 minutes on a YouTube broadcast. Yeah. And uh, so we're at the 15 minute mark. We're gonna have to wrap it up. I just want a special shout out and uh, thanks to uh, the world famous Hawaiian nail bar in Southlake, Texas, and Sheena Snow, ear technician, Sheena Snow, number the the number one, 
at yahoo.com. Reach out to them if you're a shootist like myself, you'd like to go to the range. Um, she'll get you set up with some really nice custom fits. They come in and they put these, they put wax in your ear, pull out and make this mold. They're phenomenal. I so mean, where, you know. where are they located? The, um, well, was he located? So you, you basically, you have to, uh, uh, is, there a, is there a phone number on there? Right yeah. There? Can you mention me there? Right so uh, custom earplugs and uh, Sheena Snow, and she can be reached at 214-864-0121, and she lives in Keller, Texas. I'll, I'll put some links up, you know, so we can see what that's all about. But a really fine product that she has. I, I love it quite a bit, and uh, I like getting my feet done, too. So that's all I have. Do you want to say anything here as we close? Well, great talking Good. to you. Glad and, that's uh, all you have now. Grow some balls. <laughs> Well, when you get older, you know, things shrink. It's just the way life is. So. Well, as an Asian like me, yeah. you can't afford to shrink anymore. Right. right. So, folks, you know how this works. You got to like it. You got to comment on it. You got to share it. You got to hit the subscribe and hit the little bell. And if you want to hear more of this craziness, we plan to do more. Um, how, how much, what did this cost? What, did you, what are you charging me for this tonight's episode? Uh, oh, six pack. Six pack. You got a deal. All right. Thanks for watching Wise Guy Talks. This is Guy Midkip. Nathan Tan, say goodbye. Ciao, baby.